Chapter One of Intimate Talks with Movie Stars. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Intimate Talks with Movie Stars by Edward Weitzel. Chapter One Richard Bartholomus. Richard Bartholomus, in three years of hard work, reached the front rank of screen actors. The actor, Louis Calvert, states, I have been on the stage for more than forty years. I learn something new about my profession every day. The screen experience of Richard Bartholomus had covered less than three years when he put himself among the silent drama's leading actors of juvenile roles. His success as a young Chinaman in Broken Blossoms was his first big hit. Anyone who has seen the Griffith picture has added a new portrait to his collection of faces that are in the prologue of his book. Problems stamped indelibly upon his memory. The features of the celestial idealist as he leans against the sullen bricks in the gloomy and repellent Limehouse district of London, and broods upon the failure of his mission to the land of the Occidental, form a striking addition to that never-to-be-forgotten gallery of faces that collect in the mind at different times and remain fresh and untarnished throughout the years. Just how much such an effort owes to an actor's art, and how much to his personality, is not easy to determine. But young Mr. Bartholomus must have improved his time, since the day he quit Trinity College and applied to Nazimova for the part of one of the brothers and war brides. Like the veteran of forty years of active training, he must have learned something new about his profession every day. One Saturday afternoon, during the opening week of Broken Blossoms, the telephone on my desk rang, and a voice asked, Are you going to be in for fifteen minutes? I want you to meet Dick Bartholomus. He is. He's just the chap I want to have a chat with, I broke in. Come right over before it starts to rain. Ten minutes later, young Mr. Bartholomus, accompanied by one of the most industrious publicity gleaners in the picture business, entered the office. Tell me about yourself, I said, after the introduction was over. Your rise has been so rapid, Mr. Bartholomus, that it will be interesting to learn if you have been lucky, or wise, or both. When I became a member of the cast of War Brides in 1916, he explained, I had no idea of making acting my life work. I was attending Trinity College at the time, and took this means, between my junior and senior year, of earning some money to help defray my expenses. Nazimova, who has been a splendid friend to both my mother and me, gave me the opportunity, and I intended at the finish of the engagement to return to college and develop into some sort of professional or businessman. But Herbert Brennan offered me a part in his next picture. I've acted ever since. You are referring, of course, to the screen version of Lucretia Borgia, which Mr. Brennan produced under the title of The Eternal Sin. I don't wonder you accepted the part. Playing opposite Florence Reed is a position of honor in itself and the records show that you held your own admirably as her leading man. My own recollection of your performance leads me to the conclusion that you were lucky to have been offered the part of Gennaro, and wise to have accepted it. You were regarded as a discovery at the time, and I remember asking, in company with many others, who is the boy? They are still asking the same question, Mr. Bartholomew said, smilingly. Someone will have to tell the public I've grown up. Well, what's the hurry? said the publicity man. Why not go on playing leading juveniles as long as you can look em? Why not star in em? The actor shook his head. I am in no hurry to see my name in electric lights, he remarked. 
i think it is a great mistake to want to star before the public has made it clear it is ready to receive you after all it's the success you feel within yourself that counts some day i should like to be a director after working under mr griffith's direction i guess everyone feels that way for the present i am content to be guided by his instruction what did you do next after your part in the eternal sin i asked i played one of the characters in a triangle picture called for valor then followed a good role with madge kennedy in a goldwyn picture and several opportunities with paramount you really have never had to go through any of that training which is always recommended as being such fine schooling for the beginner playing what is known as bits no i have been the loser by never doing anything but important parts but i've been kept reasonably busy by them and the excellent direction i have had was bound to make me improve and to enjoy my work doesn't it seem rather queer to sit out in front and watch yourself walk in on a scene does it really seem to be you i inquired next at first it doesn't agreed mr barthlemus and it takes some time to get used to yourself you look at the chap on the screen which the cast of characters says is you and he's like an absolute stranger after a while you get acquainted with yourself as it were the same as you do with the other members of the cast you cease to wonder why you are so entirely different in looks and actions from what you always imagined yourself to be i picked up the copy of the louis calvert book which was lying on my desk and read aloud the quotation that opens this article i have been on the stage for more than forty years i learn something new about my profession every day do you believe that mr barthlemus i asked the actor of three years experience looked at me with the suggestion of the introspective glance that haunts the face of shen Quan as he replied that is the one thing i have felt the most certain of ever since the day i started to learn how to act and now richard barthlemus is a star tolerable david his first stellar picture gives him a character that takes careful heed of his youth finely tempered nature and aptitude for romantic roles david kinnaman the hero of joseph hergesheimer's story of the mountain folk of tennessee is a barefooted youth clad in a hickory shirt and torn trousers but the very soul of romance looks out from his deep-set eyes and his every action is animated by an eager and intense love of chivalry his ambition to drive the coach which carries the united states mail is as lofty and disinterested as any desire to fight for a sacred cause which strengthened the heart of some valiant knight of the round table and he battles just as bravely in defense of his trust when an attempt is made to steal the mail pouch which he carries richard barthlemus is the most romantic figure on the screen today by virtue of his innate refinement compact figure handsome head and the exalted standard he has set for himself and for his art end of chapter one recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida